0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. So I'll continue on my penitential sermons. You guys usually hear enough of the, the pink and the gaudetti and all that stuff, anyway. Um, I noticed something this year around Halloween. And I noticed that Halloween for the devil is very much like Easter time for Christians. Around Easter time, you notice Christians come out of their shell more and they're more religious and so on. And also around Halloween, I noticed, I don't know if it was just me or if it was in the actual atmosphere, that there was more of an interest in the devil, more of... um, more uh... things related to the devil going on and whenever we think of the devil it it sparks a curiosity it's an easy it's an easy topic to teach a class on because immediately everybody is interested they're curious there's this this evil curiosity when it comes to to satan interest in the preternatural qualities and the wow factor And, unfortunately, it's not preached enough about Satan. And what is preached is very questionable. Even priests and teachers, even if you go on the web, and and priests who have solid teaching, even priests who consider themselves traditional Catholic and are very solid in their teaching, It comes to be questionable when they talk about Satan. So, to appease the curiosity and to to give you what at least I would think would be, in my opinion, a solid sermon on Satan. How about if we talk about that today? In the first place, I'll mention that Satan is real. But that's no rocket science for any of you. You all know that Satan is real. In fact, denying Satan is what Satan wants. It's what Archbishop Fulton Sheen would say. That Satan is strongest when he is denied. If you deny there is someone standing behind you while you're looking over the cliff, it's a lot easier for that person to push you off the cliff. And it's the same thing with Satan. He can tempt you to do incredible things, or evil things, if you don't believe there's someone tempting you. However, it suffices to say that Satan is real. Going into aspects of him, or things that he does, or how he manifests himself, or uh, how to be involved with uh, Satanism and so on, that's all giving him glory and that's attracting from God's glory so it suffices to say that Satan exists any more than that is glory taken from God and only God should be glorified but the sermon's not over it's just starting because the devil's number is six we all know that The devil chose the number six because he wanted to be twice as good as the Trinity. And the Trinity is three. So the devil said, well, I'll be six. I'll be twice as good as God. So let's take that six and let me give you six rules for dealing with Satan. The six rules that I will give you for dealing with Satan is one, never worship him. Two, never address him. Three, to practice obedience. Four, to practice humility. Five, to pray. And six, to use the sacraments and the sacramentals. Now let me go into that. The first rule never worship the devil. That's kind of obvious, huh? However, there are many people out there that do worship the devil. That play with Ouija boards, practice Reiki, palm reading, tarot cards, fortune telling, divinations. Seeking to know the future. Communicating with the dead. Horoscopes. Even, in a way, fortune cookies. If you believe in them, if you open them up, it's a joke and just eat them. That's different. But believing fortune cookies, using the numbers on the back as your real lottery numbers, all that is Satan worship. Doing any of those things, you are worshiping Satan. Rule number two. Never address the devil. Now this is where it gets interesting. Because none of us here would ever dare to worship the devil. And knowing that tarot cards and horoscopes and all that is worshipping the devil, we would never do that. However, there are many people, especially devout Catholics who will pray to the devil pray to the devil when you talk to the devil unless you have the authority of God you are praying to the devil so that is why rule number two is never address the devil now this is where other traditional Catholic priests might disagree with me because they say, well, you can do binding prayers. And by these binding prayers, you contain the devil so he cannot do things. Or they say you can say the, the exorcism of Leo Thirteenth, which is an exorcism which is very old, that Pope Leo the Thirteenth promulgated and told everybody that they should use this on a frequent basis. And that was good when he said that. Because the Pope had given us permission to do that. However, when Pope Benedict XVI was Cardinal Ratzinger, he specifically wrote a letter saying we were not allowed to do that anymore. We were not allowed to use binding prayers and we were not allowed to do this exorcism of Pope Leo the 13th. And furthermore, it is forbidden in canon law for anybody who has not been appointed, for any priest who has not been appointed by the local bishop, it is forbidden in canon law to do these exorcism prayers or to do these binding prayers to the devil. So what does all this mean? The fact of the matter is we don't understand the devil. We just think he's like this fuzzy teddy bear that we can throw around. The devil is a very powerful being. And without giving him more glory than he obviously does not deserve, I'll make this one comparison. We are like the ants, those little tiny ants, the tiny ones. We're like ants. And the devil is like the great giant with a boot that squashes us. And you don't pretend that an ant can talk to this giant man and say, please don't squash me. Is he going to listen? No. No. That's the comparison between us and the devil. If we pretend to invoke the devil on our own and say, I bind you so you can't do that, or just to exercise him, to tell him to get out, we're on our own. Because we don't have the blessing of Almighty God. That blessing of Almighty God comes when the local ordinary, the bishop, appoints you that in the name of the church, you can now talk to Satan. And then you can go, to, go at Satan with all guns blazing. Because you can stand in front of Satan and you can say, it is not I who command you, it's the voice of the church. And since it's the voice of the church, it's the voice of God. So God commands you to get out of here. And then it's no longer the ant versus the giant anymore. Then it's God versus Satan. Satan. So rule number two, never address the devil. At the best, we would be praying to the devil. At the worst, he could take advantage of our disobedience and possess us. You probably don't want that happening. Rule number three, it kind of follows from rule number two. Obedience, to practice obedience. Now this is where the other priests who say, yes, it's okay to do the Leo Thirteenth exorcism and the binding prayers and so on. This is where they go wrong. Because the devil loves disobedience. The devil loves it when somebody says, well, the Pope had no right to tell us we can't say these prayers, so I'm going to say it anyway. He loves that. He feasts on disobedience. Every sin he makes us commit in some way is disobedience. And so, by doing these binding prayers and these exorcisms without authority, we are disobeying and then pretending to get Satan to obey us. Funny thing is that sometimes Satan will obey you. It's just because he's enjoying it. And he's gotten you to disobey, so he's going to play along with your game for a while. But you're still in his grasp. You're still a hair strength away from being possessed by him. On the other hand, obedience is a very strong tool against Satan. So up until this point in the sermon, I've told you what not to do this is where the sermon changes and what you have to do because I'm sure the questions in your head now if you can't do the binding prayers and if you can't do the exorcism and if you can't invoke Satan and, and so on how do you get rid of him? well this is how obedience the more obedient you are the more you diffuse Satan because he feasts on disobedience so if you obey the church, you obey the sacraments, if you um, obey the commandments, you're defusing him. He's not able to, to touch you. And if he does touch you, he he's hasn't got a strong grasp on you. In fact, the first step, and I've told you this before, the first step to perdition in a soul, is disobeying the basic commandments of the church. Namely, go to Mass on Sundays. Stop going to Mass on Sundays. It's your first step to perdition. Not going to confession. Not going to communion. That's going down the slippery slope. Rule number four. To practice humility. Humility. Hand in hand with the virtue of obedience is the virtue of humility. Satan hates obedience because he disobeys. Satan hates humility because he is so proud. Satan is so proud that the most intense fire of hell doesn't stop him from thinking that he's better than God. He wouldn't be suffering all this if he would realize that he's a created thing, not the creator. But this pride, it's so strong that even the fire of hell can't break it. But what does frustrate him is humility. And Exhibit A was St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel. He didn't cast Satan out of hell saying, I'm stronger than you, let's arm wrestle. No, St. Michael was humble. And his only argument was, who can be like God? And that cast out Satan and everybody else. A declaration of humility. Who is like God? Pride is the downfall of the holiest people. That's why I keep telling you, you've got to dig if you want to go up. Somebody can be so holy, pray, fast, do all sorts of holy things, great preacher. But all all that person needs is one temptation of pride. Then it all goes out the window, I am holier than everybody else. And suddenly that person is at the gates of hell. Humility, on the other hand, is the best defense we have against Satan. So getting back to the binding prayers again. It's pride to think that we can address Satan. It's pride to think that we can drag Satan to the foot of the cross to be judged by Christ. It's pride for us to think that we can command Satan to leave. So all your commanding and binding and invoking comes to nothing. Because you're invoking Satan with pride. What's it going to get you? Humility, on the other hand, realizes that we have no power over him. But instead, we turn to God and ask for help. And this drives him crazy. On the one hand, because he sees this this humility. And on the other hand, because he has to face God. Because God will not forsake us if we turn to Him in humility. That's what St. Augustine says God is on high. If you make yourself low, he will reach down to you. But try to step up and he will, fly, he will flee far from you. And that brings us to the next rule rule number five prayer. <clears throat> So we should never invoke, or speak, or command, or pray to Satan. So what do we do? Well, we pray to Our Lady, and Our Lord, and the saints. Especially the angels. He doesn't like angels. I wonder why. And they will help us. For example, The prayer to St. Michael, the one we usually pray after a low Mass. We kind of blow that prayer off because it doesn't use words like I exercise you or anything like that. That is a very, very powerful prayer. The prayer to St. Michael the Archangel is probably one of the most powerful prayers that we could use against Satan. Let's look at it. First of all, it's approved by the church, by the popes, by Leo XIII himself, to be used by anybody, Catholic or Protestant, priest or laity, anybody can use this prayer. Secondly, it's a prayer of obedience, because we're allowed to use this prayer. So you're practicing obedience. It's a prayer of humility. Because we're not engaging Satan. We're turning to God. And look at what the prayer says. It asks Saint Michael to fight for us in this battle. So it sends Saint Michael out into the battlefield for us. Then, it asks god to exercise satan the word in english the word in english is rebuke it's a very soft word the word in latin is impedit kind of asking god to crush satan verbally to um, to chastise satan to stop him and to send him to hell by the voice of his mouth so we're asking God to exercise Satan and finally it asks that by the power of God that Saint Michael cast Satan and all the demons into hell not by his power but by the power of God and it's like a four line prayer you can memorize it no problem it's a very powerful prayer So pray it. Pray it as often as you want. Each time you pray that prayer, it's like you're taking a baseball bat and smacking the devil over the head. Seriously. So pray it often. Pray to Our Lady. Satan hates Our Lady. The reason why he hates her is because she is the only creature that he never had his clutches on. Never for one instant. All of us, we've all been in his clutches before. We've all been tempted by him. We've all been falling into sin by him. Even babies have original sin on them. Every single one of us has been in his clutches at some time in our life. But our lady, no. So Satan hates her. Because he never got a grasp on her. Never knew what it was like to have her in his clutches. So he hates her. So pray to Our Lady. Pray to the love of Our Lady as a mother. Pray to her in the invocations of purity. Pray to her in the invocations of Queen of Angels. He hates that. Because he is an angel. He's a fallen angel. In other words, Our Lady is His Queen. Pray to her under the title of the Immaculate Conception, because that just drives the finger in the wound, that He never got a grasp on her. And ask her in those invocations to help you. And she will. Then you can pray to the saints who, particularly the saints who dealt with the devil. St. John Bosco, St. Padre Pio, the Curia of ours, St. Nicholas, St. Benedict, St. Gemma Gemma Galgani. All these saints were tormented by the devil in their life. So now they have the particular privilege of God in heaven to torment him back. So if you pray to them, they're going to help you. And the last rule, to frequent the sacraments and use the sacramentals. Protestants don't like sacramentals. They think it's ridiculous. We pray to statues. They think medals are useless. It's probably because Satan inspired them with that hatred. But he hates the sacramentals. He hates the Benedict medal. He hates the cross. He hates images of Our Lady. So use them. Put them around your house. Use holy water. Pray the Hail Mary. Pray the rosary, sing hymns. Go to the sacraments. The more grace you get in the sacraments, communion, confession, mass, the stronger you are against the attacks of the devil. Because you've got grace in your heart and you can't deal with that. So, to sum up, the devil is real. But we need to tell ourselves that twice to really understand it. The devil is real. He's not just like this little puffy teddy bear you can push around. He's evil. So we have to stay away from him. Not mess with him ever. Never give him glory that's not his. And just stay close to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost to me.